You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go! I was going to put the real music in, but I thought I'd just sing it. Or should I just put the real music in anyway? Uh, yeah. And I'll sing over the top of it. So that yours sounds so much better. Because mine is the uh, quintessential version. <laughs> the fan version. Okay, so now uh, it's after the show. It's Sunday, f- February the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's after the show. Sunday we really do re- re- record these early. But. Yeah, okay. It's after the show. Sunday, September the 27th. This is episode 37. Today we're going to be looking at the movie... 37. We're going to be looking at the movie Speed Racer. This is a Blu-ray and DVD release that came out on Tuesday, September the 16th. So it's been out a couple of weeks. Why are we so behind? Uh, we just... That little Godfather we didn't, thing? No, we just didn't get this one until mm-hmm. they were a bit late sending it. Um, I actually had it scheduled before the Godfather, but it never turned up. So, anyway, we've seen it today and it's available on DVD and Blu-ray from our friends at Warner. And... I just wanted to mention in this beginning part what after the show is for any newcomers. Because we just say, oh, it's after the show, episode 37. We're a movie review show. We review a different movie every week on a Sunday. Um, Anything else to add? I would say it's more of a DVD slash movie show. Because we, you know, we don't... Blu-ray, you know. Yeah. New releases of movies on DVD. Yeah. And it generally is... And that doesn't necessarily mean just the newest movies. I mean, it could be a movie like The Godfather. Yeah, Yeah, that came out. Except for this week, when it's a movie that came out two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever. Um, And, you have to say, for new people, if you've never listened, at the end, after we've done the movie review, then we also talk about other things. Video games and what's happening, PC stuff, just a little bit of life stuff. Yeah, so if you you hate movie reviews, just fast forward to about 25 minutes in, and we'll probably be talking about something else by then. So, this is Speed Racer, and this is Sid Talk, going to tell you what it's all about. A synopsis is what we like to call this section. And I would say Speed Racer. You have to remember, I've never seen Speed Racer in my life except five minutes ago when I went to Hulu.com and watched my allotted... What was it? Oh, Amazon.com. Oh, no, no, no. That was Wacky Racer. Oh, no, Hulu. Hulu, you could watch the full thing. I watched a little bit of it to get the vibe of it. So I'm not... I'm not coming from a historical perspective. Coming from the movie. That's all I'm talking about. Let me say, I did watch Speed Racer in the... the, uh, My childhood. So I'm not, my synopsis will be, this is a story about um, a young man who races cars. <laughs> I'm struggling because it's, it's got like so many layers to it to me. It does. Um, it's a family business, racing cars. They've had a tragedy in their family. And there's this big business coming around to basically buy up this young driver guy, uh, Speed Racer, so that they can make more money, their stocks will go up when they win this big Grand Prix pre-race and sort of, it's just basically good versus evil and innocence versus jadedness and it's a big it's, and I'm not clear on the time frame and I'm sure that's probably intentional, it's ambiguous Yeah, yeah, it's you not got a time frame really But to me it's just a, a, a movie about family honor and um not giving up on something that you love just because somebody tells you it's all about and business this, and money. And it's also a updated version, of, like a futuristic version of... Future but not future, because it's got a lot yeah, of retroactive looking stuff. 
So, so does that cover it, or would you add something to that? No, that's about it. It's um, a story about, yeah, like, at the heart of it, you know, this young guy, he loves racing, and there's this, the business side of it that they're trying, you know, this businessman's trying to plant in his mind that none of this is real. It's not about your emotions. It's not how much you love say, racing. It's about how much money we can make from it, and it's sort of battling against that. Like, I was going to say, let, similar to a lot of other racing movies, like Days of Thunder and things like that, they're I don't about... I even remember that. Do you not? Well, no. they, they have that vibe of the... The the heart of racing is you behind the wheel doing your thing, and other stuff gets in the way of it, like sponsorships and the man and the man. whoever's giving you the money. You know, Days of Thunder has that vibe too. The man, yeah, the man sticking it to you. You know, <laughs> but yeah, this has a lot of racing movies have that because there's only certain things in racing if you think about it. And the family thing, it's a very strong the family, family the, honor kind of a thing, which I liked. And. Okay, moving on to the movie, because that's, yeah. that's a very long synopsis. In, in fact, that synopsis is bordering on reviewing the movie there. <laughs> that's um, because it's complicated. Okay, so on to the movie. Um, here's my personal thought. This is a movie from Andy and Larry Wachowski, or Wachowski, or however lots Everyone of people say Everyone who works with them says it Wachowski, so we're going to say okay, that Okay, the Wachowski brothers, famous for The Matrix. Um, this is their next movie after The Matrix trilogy. No, there was a movie in there, remember? No. There yeah, wasn't. there was. Oh, really? Okay, I never saw that one. Um, so, no, there is no movie after this. Are you sure? They made the three Matrix movies and now this. I don't think that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Now you have to look it up. Well, I have to now, don't so I? So what were you going to say? Um. It's Wachowski, it's Wachowski Brothers. Yeah, this is the, this is the movie after the Matrix trilogy. So, they made the Matrix trilogy and now they've made Speed Racer, which is a complete departure from the Matrix. Complete. Oh, yeah. It's, um. I didn't even know it was them until the movie was over and I saw them on the end. I had no idea. Oh, I told you a lot of times. No, I had no Obviously clue. don't listen to me. Okay, so... Uh, sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, I think it's, it is a departure from The Matrix, but it also isn't a departure from The Matrix because they obviously like to push technology. And not just them, their team as well. Uh, and you know, what they can do with film. And I've got to say, like, before we talk about the story and stuff, this is, like, the most gorgeous movie I've ever seen. It's just... That's a big statement. I mean, yeah, there's gorgeous movies like Cold Mountain and There Will Be Blood, where the cinematography is gorgeous. But this is gorgeous in another way of just... Gamey. Like your eyes are being, like, ripped out of the sockets. We have to remind everyone you're a video gamer, a very hardcore kind of video game guy. So I think that side of it appeals to you. To me, it just looked It looks incredible. <laughs> and and the we, colors are so everything's really true. out top. It's like really colorful. The CG work is like I was watching it thinking how the hell did they do this like a lot of the time because it's so interesting to look at you know and, and and i was thinking like you know is that a real car is that a cg car i don't know like you know it was a lot of good it was good because of that because i wasn't like oh yeah look at that this is a cg car well it's obvious it. about 99 percent of it CG. it's so good though it's, yeah it uh, is and the what i was getting at was it's from start to finish even scenes where people are just talking in rooms the colors are all amped up and it's all about color um like they said um each character even has their own color as their like motif right so even the classroom scene at the beginning everything it's just visually really interesting i thought yeah it um, is i mean that's part of the 
the hook, I think. Oh, totally. And definitely, before we go into the story, it's talking about like The Godfather last week, how it's a showcase for Blu-ray in, in a way where I said it's a showcase for Blu-ray to show you how well old movies can come across when they've been remastered. Mm. This one is the total opposite of that. Of It's just a showcase of like state-of-the-art, cutting-edge Digital everything. movie. It's 100% yeah, like, digital. Reminding me a lot of a Rodriguez movie, like Spy Kids or whatever. Mm. Just totally perfect. And like they said, they used cutting-edge cameras that were like experimental when they were using them. So I don't know. For me, it was like, it blew me away, the picture and everything. I don't think it was perfect all the time, no. but Because there were a lot of scenes where, especially static scenes where you've got like some background and a lot of layers pasted in with different things, which was intentional to sort of match the old idea of the layered animation, you know. I'm really gay, not... But there were times when things were too blurry and too... I think that was intentional, though. I don't it's supposed know. to be blurry. No, I, don't, I think some things said, I noticed. Because he said they use depth of field effects, which is what that is. And it's really ha- heavily used. No, in I know what games. that means, but that's not what I'm talking about. Just certain things that, first of all, because some of it moves so fast that it's not a human eye. You can't even gra- You can't even appreciate it. It's just. See, I thought it was insanely. If you want a Blu ray disc to show off. Um, and you have a really good TV or projector. Yeah. Because imagine off, if, if you watch this on like a... In fact, like other films... 19-inch TV. Look decidedly uncolorful compared to that. If you wanted to show something to somebody and say, look at this, you know, this is how good a de- high-definition image can look. That is it, I think. And it's it's insanely. I just... I was in awe of it all the time. Like, just thinking <laughs> that these guys, you know, these Wachowski brother Were guys... Were you drooling? Like, kind of. You're just sitting with your mouth gaping open. But these guys are like visionary, you know. I mean, it's not it's not highbrow work, but it's and they don't do any of it. They just they said the guy. No, but they have the idea for it. Yeah, they have the idea. The guy said we put it together. We send it to them. They say they don't like this. They do like that. We change it. We send it back to them. They do like this. They don't like that. So, but uh, they're just coming up with the idea. I just wanted to mention that overall, it Mm. just it's just an insane treat uh, for your eyes I think. it's a visual feast yeah so moving on to the story of this movie which we covered a little bit but we'll go into it in more detail um it doesn't cover this well it covers the the cartoon back in yeah the, see i don't know any of that so you have well to the cartoon back that. in the 60s it doesn't cover that it doesn't it's just in the uh vein of that okay so in the movie you've got the kind family. of a flashback of the older son being the race champion and then he for whatever reason leaves the family and then you've got speed racer so you got rex and speed and then you got sprittle who's the youngest one yeah is that from the tv show yeah all three brothers yeah and rex leaves Mm. or is this just kind of like contained in this story that's what i'm saying it's more of the vibe of it okay because yes the family meant a lot in the old one too and trixie and you know i guess we should just talk about it as it is as a movie well, as it is, for me, I wanted to t- t- say this, that I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks when I saw it coming up because, you know, I love cars and I love racing. <laughs> and I knew it was like a CG kind of thing, which I do like as well. But I, and I, and it, I also saw it was the Wachowski brothers. I was like, well, that's cool too because I love The Matrix. And then when it started, I didn't... When it started, I was like, oh, this is like a kid's movie. Like, it's coming across as a kid's movie. You know, like, it was actually more kiddie than I thought it would have been. I didn't realize it was really purely, you know, because it kind of... 
very much like a Spy Kids, right? It's that kind of vibe. The whole movie? No, I disagree. No, the vibe of the movie, right? The um, you know the way Spy Kids is. It's like it's not aimed at kids, but and it can be watched by adults too. But it's it's kind of in the middle there. Mm. So that's how I felt this one when it, when I started watching it and the school kid thing at the beginning and all. But then as it got into it more, and the races started happening and stuff, I felt it kind of. It, and when they threatened to throw the put the guy's hand in the piranha yeah, tank, exactly. well, <laughs> kind of What the, I was uh, getting at, it started the more off, edgy stuff. Started off really kind of kiddish, and I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe this isn't the kind of movie I thought it was. But then it does get a bit dark, and it, and it does get a bit complicated. In the yeah, middle. totally. Like I think kids might get lost with the um, underhanded yep. stuff between the different companies trying to Toil- totally. Yeah, yeah, because it is. It's not easy to keep up with. Even as an adult, I was like, okay, that company, that company. Because, yeah, no, so. I mean, in short, right? You've Industrial got this espionage. Big, yeah, yeah. You've got it. this big guy company from Royal Royalty something or whether. I can't remember the name of his company. And he basically wants to sponsor Speed Racer as a racer in the upcoming race season and then the Grand Prix because he wants to win because... This part that they have made, or that he's made, and that he's going to ultimately buy up all the companies who make this part. He's going to put it in the winning car, and then the stocks of that company will go up really high. So that's not very kid-friendly. No, because it's It's not like recess, where some guy wants to make it winter all year, so that there's no summer for recess, and school has to... That's a pretty basic... Kid, that is actually, kid. <laughs> you know, stock kid-centric market. Story. Kids aren't into the stock market and stuff like that. You know, some kids might be, but... Right. I mean, they make it visually a clear, a sort of, kind of, and it does get a little complicated, but that's kind of the gist of it. And if the kid doesn't join this team, then he's going to destroy the family. And, and in the process, he kind of gets his little grubby money fingers on every other team and every other racer to sort of conspire against the racer it's family. It's a simplistic kind of thing, but it... But it really builds you up. As I mean, I was... Let me tell you, my first impression through the first probably 20 minutes, I didn't look forward to this movie. I never was interested in watching it. I'm not being prejudiced against this movie. I just never was interested. I never watched Speed Racer. It didn't look interesting to me. So basically, I go to the theater room and sit down and think, oh, okay, no, I'm, you know, it's movie day. I'll watch the movie. It starts, and I was kind of like, okay... It's kind of interesting with the kid flashback and the little drawings around him and stuff. And I don't even know when I got hooked because at some point in there, I was just totally in it. And then I loved it for the, I just loved, I got into the story and the family was really well grounded and the people were all excellent. And I got a, I had to focus on the whole company espionage, all the crisscrossing and stuff, but I thought it was really after I got over the shock of the visual, because you're kind of like, oh, come on, it kind of does look fake, and then this looks kind of like, yeah, uh, but you can I, tell this is on a green that's screen. That's what I and, like it for. But I then like after a while, you, you buy into it. You buy into the crazy racing and the crazy colors and the, the way the cars can do unreal things, you know, you, and then I was just totally into it. I was totally into the story. Everybody did a fantastic job, I thought. And the I, th- I felt the way... It's it's actually fairly long for a it's a, it's two hours and fifteen minutes yeah. so it's um, but I felt they kept it moving really yes. well and I liked how at the beginning when they introduce you to this f- form of racing which essentially is like zero g racing at some parts you're upside down you're left and right you the tr- 
The can wheels it, spin around 360 so they yeah. can drive sideways and stuff. So it's insane. It's like nothing you've ever seen racing in racing terms. But when it starts, they're obviously on this carefully crafted racing track, which, like you say, it's like a video game. In fact, we'd, yeah. we'd been playing, I'd been playing Wipeout HD just before it. Right, exactly. And like I, I said, oh, holy crap, that looks like Wipeout Or like a HD. Hot Wheels track with the loop-de-loops yeah. and the spinning around, you know, like the little plastic Hot Wheels track you had. So uh, what was interesting to me was that it started off on the this carefully constructed track with this really cool race. And then I was thinking, well, that's really cool, but by the end I'll probably be bored of that because that's yeah. you can only do so much of going around a track but then the next one was like this really lush uh, tropical island where they were jumping over the waterfalls and amazing looking then there was one where they were in a cave in ice caves and, and then in the desert a desert uh, cross country race and then one up a mountain and then you know it was every race was really yeah the combination cool, of fully CG video game looking tracks versus real roads and real backdrops where you know there are times when i can apply the ragdoll effect you know the where cg humans don't always look great well sometimes the cars didn't look like they were moving not even in that world like it they were kind of kind of kind of flippy around wrong but because when you put them on a real road and then you do the cg cars driving crazy but i agree with you because i thought in the beginning, is every race going to be on these tracks where it's just sort of all blurs together and the same tricks over and over? And but it didn't do that. It was... No, they definitely yeah, they did work really hard on make it make it interesting. And then the story parts were just right. I think in between the races, obviously, this story and during the race, you had people talking. Yeah, and fact, that was a really that. clever trick. How um, they there can be a race going on, which is insane, and it's like five million miles an hour and it's going through your mind so you know you're trying to keep up with it all and then they're just like superimposing story elements that are just drifting past you yeah and it's really a nice touch i thought there are even times when as two cars are racing each other that you get focus of both drivers and they speak to each other just like in an animated thing would be like it's impossible and yet they say things to each other in fact one that was really cool was when they were going around the mountain road and there was the three of them um, Trixie in one mm-hmm. and then Speed Racer in the other and Racer X in the other and it was moving the camera was moving back and forth yes. through the windscreens like like Speed Racer will say something and then it moves back to Trixie but like the, a swerving back like a like tailfish tailfin thing where it's yeah, swapping it, it was a cool comic booky kind of thing but it was really smoothly done and I don't know it's, we could talk all day about yeah. the visual part of it you're either um, this is the thing you're either gonna get it oh i hate it yes you're either gonna go into it like i was totally opposed to it i didn't really care about it i'm not into i didn't think i would be into it at all and in the beginning i even still sat there just kind of you know relaxing and kind of letting it go and then i was totally into it so i was kind of a classic skeptic didn't care right and then i just fell for it totally I actually, but I think some people will sit there with their arms crossed the whole time. They're either going to be so. complaining because it's not the cartoon or complaining that it doesn't... Whatever. They're just not going to get it. I think... Uh, it. Yeah, obviously, we've looked it up and it didn't do very well at the box office. So probably a lot of people did cross their arms and say, what the hell is this all about? You know? It's a shame, though. Cause I you think should- that, unfortunately... I was even would have been one of those people. I wouldn't have gone to see it because I wasn't interested in it. Not because I saw it and didn't like it. Not because I heard anything about it ever. I didn't hear anything. I've about never it. heard one thing about it. I've never read one review. I've never. 
anything except that it came and went really quickly. That's the only thing I know about it. And just seeing the trailers, knowing it's from that show, I just wasn't interested. So that's why I wasn't interested. And I was. I remember we went to see something earlier in the year on the cinema, which is a rare occurrence because we don't go that often. Very rare. But we went to see something. It was your birthday. We went and saw um, Cloverfield. And the Speed Racer trailer came on. And it was just the... It was pretty short, but it was like some of the car racing parts and then Emil Hershey's face. Yeah. And then uh, it said, directed by the Wachowski brothers. And I was like, whoa, Speed Racer. Wachowski. And you, and you was like... <laughs> like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, Speed now, Racer. Now, if it was a Wacky Races, or a Captain Caveman, or a Kung Kung Fooey, I'd be all over so it. Kung l- Kung Fooey. So a, wack- a Wacky Races done in that kind of style would actually work. Oh, no, I'd want a Wacky Races animated movie. I don't want CG. I don't want anything. I want it to be just a uh, modern animated Wacky Races. I want it to be, like, real people. Like, no real people. And I want, you know, the cavemen. You know, the two cavemen. I want that to be Will Ferrell and Andy Dick. No, because you know what? The problem is, think of the Flintstones movie, okay? Will Ferrell and Andy Dick. They would Dick. just screw it up. And I don't... Please, if Did you're Did you listening... not like the Flintstones movie? Because no. I, I actually like no. it. No. No? I think I'm too much a fan of... I'm John one of those Goodman. people that... Yeah, exactly. John Goodman. There's the link for this week. <laughs> That's the movie I'm not recommending, is the Flintstones. It was novel and the everything. The second Flintstones movie was terrible. Maybe if I watched it again. But at the time, I think I just wasn't... I just wasn't into it. Well, I personally kind of didn't dislike it, but I was young when I watched it. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> and I was young, maybe I would like it now. Yeah, so... Overall? Um, yeah, Speed, speed Racer overall for me. Well, one of the things... What's your favorite part? That's what uh, I was The races, like, totally. And, well, no, actually, the my favorite, favorite part was the... About family coming yes, first. Yes, exactly. That's secondly, what I was going to say. Secondly, I don't want to give the ending away, but you know, as the events at the end unfolded, mm-hmm. I felt, you know, when you feel really, really happy about it. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I, I don't, totally. I don't know how to, I know, where, totally. Where you're like, oh, satisfied. I'm not saying this as a happy ending, because maybe it doesn't, right? But I'm saying there was a I series think- of events where... It made me feel, you know, when you get happy, satisfied, like when I, thing. yeah, when I watch like, you know, Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars or something, and I, I just, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't compare it to that. No, what I'm saying is that when it approaches, uh, it's. I'm not talking about those movies in particular. I'm talking about a, when story elements come together that makes you feel like, oh yeah, that was, like you feel good about it. So I'll, I just feel like I'm satisfied. Now it may not have the ending you want, but. And it's not like everything gets wrapped up tidy and perfect or anything like that. It's just the build-up and the the conflicts and the you know, all these words. Well, I really liked uh, storytelling, like uh, resolutions and stuff. All of it comes together just right to where you feel like, ah. Oh. I th- and I thought the family, the whole. I really, my well, I think my favorite scene was where uh, Susan Sarandon, who plays M- Mom Racer, says to him, "I'll." Yes, that's one of my it's favorite about, scenes. When I see you doing something out there on the track, it's it's like I'm watching an artist at work, and that's what matters. What you do, because he's already been. Told. And that's the whole spirit of the entire movie, yes. actually. That whole line, and and another thing that John Goodman does when he's watching the old car things, and he comes and sits and watches it with him. That's another thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that it's really sentimental, but it's also like you understand what this movie's all like. It could have been a movie. That was just about special effects, right? But 
those things, I think, are the heart of it, not the special effects. I agree. So, yeah, I think they're my favorite parts. I think that when those moments can stand out so much against all that crazy action, yeah, yeah. that's very well balanced, really. Yeah, so, you know, most I'm, I'm guessing this is... If I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, most people hated this movie, but I personally would totally recommend it. Um, you have to go in with your... I wouldn't say your 10-year-old boy's head on, like I've no. said earlier. More like, you know... Like, open-minded. Um, don't, like, get turned off by it in the first ten minutes because it looks like there's a lot of blue blue screen or green screen or whatever, you know? Because you're just going to have to get used to it. Yeah, because the entire <laughs> film is like that. And it's... I think it's a treat. There were a couple scenes. Now, there was one scene where the business mogul guy goes into his thing about it when he comes to the family and starts talking and talking and talking. I actually felt like that was a bit... Like, <laughs> and some people might are, are, I don't want to compare it exactly, but my same feeling when the architect was explaining everything in the Matrix. A bit over your head, kind of. Not over my head, no, no not at all. I don't mean over your head, no, I no, mean no. a bit, bit preachy, like, yeah. Undynamic, uninteresting in the way that it was presented, just, and like, it just felt unnecessary. I and I, and like, I liked I actually scenes. love that architect scene, though. I like most of it, but not. There's a part in it where I'm just like, okay, get on with the point here, and that's why I felt with this guy. So that's the only scene I can remember thinking, oh dear, are we gonna have a lot of these sort of monologue type bits? And but there wasn't. That was it. And I think any kid, any boy, a kid would lose interest in that scene, hundred percent. Yeah, but while well, I'm talking about the film overall, I think any boy who's got any interest in racing or Video games even would really, really oh, too true. Really, really um, like tag onto this movie and be really into it. Um, I just don't think it got its chance. Maybe I agree. Kids probably didn't get to see it, did they? Because I agree, and I was one of the not anti, but I'd say a lot of kids didn't get to see it because there was so much out this this summer that kids got to see. uh, The kids did go and see like Indiana Jones and. The Hulk and Iron Man and Batman and you know I think it was a full summer full of these big movies. I think Speed Racer. Oh, was this out this summer? I didn't even know. (laughs) Only a few months ago. But what I'm saying is, I think it probably fell to the wayside because it was such a strong. I'm not saying they're all brilliant movies, Iron Man and all these movies, but it's um, it's one of those people only go to see so many, don't they? And like something's gonna get brushed under the carpet. But I think yeah, it should give it a go. On. uh, I agree totally. And especially um, high definition. It was cool. Apart from, as, as an overall package, maybe it isn't, which we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. Okay, so, me, I would, uh, I always try, I was, I'm always wanting to say thumbs up, but I can't say that. So no. <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> for me, it's a... Recommend. Wa- watch, recommend, yeah. Um, but you're probably going to watch it and then email me and tell me it was terrible. I imagine. Fair enough. Most people will. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the, oh, I've, before I was going to move on to the cast, I was just going to do my recommendation of movies for the right. week. Uh, my first one is relating to Emil Hirsch, which is the first member of the cast we're going to get to. But another movie that he was in that really... Another underrated movie, possibly, in your opinion? It's a movie that means a lot to me, for some reason. I, <laughs> I can't figure it out either. You talk about it, you talk about how much you love that movie, and I just can't... I don't... No, and I really do. You I, do? I, I like everybody in it. I like its sentiment. Again, it's another one with a... While it's a risque kind of subject, it's got a really nice sentiment to it. I like how it is. Like I said to you, it's like an 
We have the soundtrack, so you like the music. Well, like I said, yeah, the music was really good, and like I said to you, it's like a updated version, even though it's not precisely. No, I in, disagree on this point. In but. tone, I'm not talking about straightforward story. Yeah, yeah. In tone, it's a like a risky business. It, in fact, that and that's there's another link. We're going to be reviewing risky business in a few weeks. Right. Um, Put them out of their misery and tell them what it is. Put them out of their suspense. You haven't said the name of the movie yet. The movie is <laughs> The Girl Next Door. Right. And it was a movie from a couple of years ago. We've actually reviewed it. There's a written review on aschoolie.com. Um, don't know. It means a lot to me. I really like it. I could watch it. In fact, when it comes on, it's been on HBO a few times. I've watched it and really enjoyed it, like, several times. So, it's a... It's not your run-of-the-mill, you know. It's got a lot of little bit... Uh, but it's there's something about I know there's something you loved it from the first and time I like, and one of the main things I like about it is Emil Hirsch I think he's really good in it also his friend Plitz <laughs> who ended up being in There Will Be Blood as the preacher the true preacher um, so he went on and this guy's gone on as well hasn't he you know um, so and the Oliphant Timothy Oliphant yeah Tilly, Timothy Oliphant's in it so yeah Go Next Door is my first recommendation my second re- recommendation I was going to think about a movie from the Wachowski brothers. Wachowski brothers. And uh, I'm not going to say The Matrix, obviously. So I chose their other movie, Bound. Which, if you watch it, it stars um, Joey Pants, Gina Gershon, is she called? Gina Gershon? I think so. Anyway. And your got... chick from... Isn't there another chick in there? Yeah, two chicks. And it's got elements <laughs> of The Matrix in it, actually. The... The you can see if you watch the movie, Bound, you will see the very first spark of bullet time mm. in there, um, and really interesting camera angles and stuff. It was before they did the Matrix, obviously. But uh, yeah, I would choose uh, Bound as my second movie. Um, so you're going to do yours later. You haven't. Yeah, I haven't thought of them yet. <laughs> okay, let's move I on really to the cast to then, and them. you might come across something. Okay. Okay, first person in the cast: Emil Hershey, we just mentioned. He plays Speed Racer. The star of the show, essentially. But maybe not. Um, I really like him. I like him in... I've seen him in several things, and I, I've... I don't what know. else? Um, this movie called Into the Wild, which I saw on HBO. Which was he was younger? really... Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, maybe. No, no, he wasn't. It was a couple of years ago. But yeah, he is... Uh, That's younger. Younger than he is in Speed Racer. <laughs> but maybe not younger than he was in Girl Next Door. Maybe in between mm. there. But... um. It was a serious one. That was a really good one. I haven't seen him in many things, to be honest. But everything I've seen him in, I've liked him so far. And I really liked him in this, too. I think he fit really well. I do. I agree. He, um, I wasn't sure at first. And he had, there's the potential in this role to have that overly sappy, sentimental, pouty look a lot. Because cocky. he's sort of the... Well, I think the opposite. I think of him as a young innocent. And where he could play that as, you know, a lot of, like... Even the bad guy says, you know, the doughy eyes. Don't give me your doughy-eyed hick look or whatever. And he doesn't do that. And no, I just he doesn't. thought there were a lot of times the Susan Sarandon scene was really good with him, and the fo- and I just thought it was yeah, I definitely totally think watchable. It's good. And then moving on to Christina Ricci as Trixie. I she's she's she the same all the time. She is a bit same all the time. And she the other thing that was a bit odd for me about her is I know she's not old, but she's not. The age of what Trixie is. I thought that exactly. Yeah. They must have really make up her up. Yeah, totally. She, <laughs> she's like, I guess Trixie's supposed to be about 18, right? 
you know, because Speed Racer and Trixie, they're probably teenagers, right? Like, Well, they're out of high school because he says, you got me through high school. All right, then 20 maybe. Yeah. They're not old. No, no. She, Christina Ricci's Trixie, so let's say she's supposed to be 20. She's not very old either, really. Is she 30? Uh, I don't know. She seems just a little bit too much. I, I, I would have, I don't know. I, I felt like they might have made her, yeah, younger down. Definitely. Uh, same as Susan Sarandon a bit, I thought. Just yeah. a little bit. But that's, the, that's my only problem with her. But yeah, she's the same. She always is. I mean, I'm really sorry. She's but all right. She's all supposed right. to be a sexy in this one a little bit sometimes. I didn't really buy that much. I did like the helicopter, the shot in the helicopter with her leg, and you're like down by her foot, and it's yeah. shooting up at her, and she's in like the pink helicopter. I, mean, I yeah. love that. I'd like to. You this know, kind of style makes everybody look, look good. Like, <laughs> well, no, I mean that actual thing. I thought looked pretty cool. But yeah, she but, was. Yeah, she was. She. I've never been a big huge. No, I mean. I mean, there are certain movies where she's exactly perfect that she's been in. But beyond those, Adam's I think it's really values. hard. She's in that, right? Mm-hmm. But she not was. just that. I just think, I don't know. She was all right. She was, it was uh, a horrible word that I hate to use or hear people use, but it was a serviceable. Yeah, totally. I would have <laughs> you know liked to see somebody different playing alongside Emile Hirsch, though, because... But if you look at the pictures of the girl, the Trixie from the original, she that is what like she looks it. like. Yeah, she's exactly. got that like egg-shaped face, kind of round, and that's and why the she big got eyes, chosen. big beautiful eyes. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, maybe yeah. She some, has some somebody talent. said somebody looked at and the thing. And she's very famous. Yeah, very. That's but that you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I would have liked to seen a different, maybe a younger. I don't know. John Goodman as Pops Racer. I thought it was really good. He's got some big tits nowadays. Yeah, but he's lost loads of weight. Has he? Yeah. I, I was thinking, wow, he's got his. No, no, up. he's lost loads of no. weight from the last time I saw him. He was he's good though. Older. Yeah, um, very he, he good. He had like a. Uh, what was it like? A. He really felt like a dad, to me. Totally. Like the dad. I of, just thought of my recommendation. Okay. Tucker, you know the car one with Jeff Bridges. Yes. Where he's yeah, that's pretty wants good. to build his own car, Jeff and there Bridges. are the big. Um, car companies that are trying to squash him or whatever yeah that's actually a good exactly that and uh i don't know why i think john goodman in it maybe i don't know that just popped into my mind maybe he reminds me i thought you was gonna say cadillac man (laughs) no well cadillac man's good too (laughs) yeah it's pretty good yeah but no that's my first recommendation is tucker um story of the man or something like that i forget what the rest of the title is but it's jeff bridges but it's really good it's about him a man who wanted to design his own car Manufacturing I really company enjoyed that in like the 30s, it's a long was time it? Ago that 30s, 40s, 30s, yeah, yeah. Like, like early model. I mean, it's not from then, it's set for those back early then. cars, the ones with like really hard tires yes. on them. And, and it's one of those stories of a man with a dream wanting to overcome like big business. And I think that's similar kind of, to this movie. It's what I thought of it. And then, uh, well, not, not going off John Goodman, but I think what it was was he, he felt like the father of totally. that family all the time, like, and there was. He had that thing inside him that was grounding everybody. I agree. Compl- so did Susan Sarandon, which we'll get to, but I, su- thought, I agree. Susan Sarandon's next, actually, is Mom Racer. So it's pretty handy that they're all called Racer. I mean, race- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Mom Racer, I think she possibly stole the whole picture. Like, I, in terms of acting. I agree completely. Just that whole, that one scene for me. Like, and, But there was other scenes. But that one scene where she told him... It was him totally that, sincere... And yeah. really felt like you just came, not that it broke up the movie, but you just came out of that weird fantasy racing world and you're actually watching. Yeah, because there's not and you're many reminded, dramatic scenes. You're reminded of the racing from what she's saying and when she says, it's crazy what you do and I have to close my eyes and my heart's racing. So you're reminded of how the weird digital racing world, right? And at the same time, it just felt really sincere and 
and they both I just thought was a really good scene too I agree that's one of my favorites I'll do uh, we've got them in a certain order here but I'll do seeing as we're doing the racer family I'll do the last member of the racer family apart from the chimp which I could have done without to be honest yeah but the chimps probably, was he in the... I really don't remember but <laughs> I assume so because why would you put a chimp in if you didn't have to <laughs> It just to. makes me uncomfortable. I just think people leave animals alone for yeah. Christ's sake. Anyway, the don't train them to act like friggin' people. Just leave them alone. Anyway, what it what it is is the sixth member of the racer family is a chimp, which <laughs> yeah, so what? Um, He's their pet friend. The fifth member of the family is Sprittle or Sprittle or Sprittle Sprittle or Sprittle racer, and he's the young brother of Emil Hirsch, the little um, clown of the family. He's played by Polly Litt and. You know, he's he's a slightly overweight he's kid playing a funny kind of very very and very um actorly um, <laughs> does chunk come to mind? Not really. I'm not as uh, superficial as you, where I just think overweight kid equals chunk. No, no, I mean the I don't just mean that he was <laughs> overweight. I mean no, no, he's that a kind different of comedy persona. Like no, it's different. See, to me, it's mm. it's a typecasty type of thing for those kind of kids, like. He's pretty actively, like you say. He's, um, yes. Like a born performer, you can and tell. And he basically does like half of his scenes with a monkey. Yeah, he's like a comedian. Yeah, yeah. But he's a little kid. Like a grown man comedian, but in a kid body. And, and he was fine. I and mean, he's he pretty the, slapsticky. Fit stuff. the bill, I thought. I, I really did. did. And he was there for a reason. And he's, he's, he's part of the family. And it was... You know. But the monkey, I could have done without. Let's, don't a call chip. it a monkey. It will get mad. <laughs> okay, so... Then there is the Racer X... It was played by Matthew Fox, and you thought it was uh, Burns, didn't you, at first? Yeah. Well, I thought it was his jaw. <laughs> yeah. Well, Racer X is mainly covered up with a mask. Um, and he's played by Matthew Fox, who is the doctor guy from Lost. Right. He did a fairly good job, I thought. Yeah, it's fine. In fact, one of his scenes was quite um, dramatic, too. There Everybody was seemed to have a moment serious or two. Yeah. Because the... There isn't many serious moments in this movie, but when they're there, you're like, wow, that's quite, that's pretty good, though. And they know? stand out enough in your mind that we can recall them one after the other. Whereas, yeah. you know. So, um, that, I thought it was fine. Yeah, and then there's some other people, peripheral people, who I really liked, which I didn't list down. But it is a pretty good cast overall. Yeah, like the Japanese driver. Yeah, um, I really like the, red the guy with hair. the glasses and the hat. I like his sister. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, glasses not so well known. Yeah, the FBI kind of guy. Like oh, yeah, a, yeah. Like a government guy. You know that guy. He was like French, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was just cool. Like, like, there's a lot of those sideways shots of people that move across the screen, and he just had a comic book look to him. He's, oh, you didn't like him specifically, just the way he looked. I know, I liked his, uh, <laughs> I liked his lines too, what he said. Um, mm-hmm. So then we've got the directors, Andy and Larry Wachowski. The... Well, we forgot, you forgot that guy. Oh, Kit he... Gurry as well, the yeah. Sparky. Now, I just thought I knew he was Australian uh, guy. And he's from Daltrey Calhoun, a movie that we uh, kind of liked. That's an, Okay, that's my second recommendation. I think you Daltry actually Calhoun. gave Daltrey Calhoun 10 out of 10. I loved it. Yeah. I really did. I it's, loved um, it for what it was. I'm not saying it's like a brilliant movie. But it's Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I thought it was really and, good. And um, most people, when you say Johnny Knoxville, will go, oh, that guy. Mm. He's actually a really good actor. And it was a very good story. It was interesting and kind of low-key. You do agree that Johnny Knoxville's... It, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I mean, what about Grand Men in Black Theft Parsons too, no, as well? No, not Men in Black too. Yes. Grand Theft Parsons. <laughs> that is possibly Johnny Knoxville's, the pa- you know. Yeah. I, I think he's an he's he's actually a good actor. Don't just think oh he's that guy from Jackass who 
you know, does stupid shit. Because he really isn't. He's got a different side to him. But yeah, you're right. Men in Black. Yeah, that's my other recommendation. Daltry Calhoun. Yeah. And if I was to give a third one, I'd say Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) We can't can't go for more than four a week. (laughs) Okay, so then we've got the directors, the brothers, uh, who might as well... Not exist? No. It's it's a bit (laughs) odd. Anyway, I was just reading a bit of trivia about the Wachowski brothers that says... As part of the Matrix sequel, the Matrix sequels, not the first one, contracts, because they had it written into the contract that they would not have to do press junkets, commentaries, or any promotional work because they want the films to speak for themselves, yet they had to do it in the first one because it was contractual. So that's why when we watched the Matrix trilogy on on DVD, sorry, we did see them. And then, mm-hmm. then in the extras for the next two movies, there was... It was yeah, Joel Silver speaking. Bullshit. I mean, let's be honest. Let the movie speak for itself. But, oh, let every other cast member and the producer and the executive producer, odd. everybody else can talk about it, but not us because of artistic Do we feel reasons. That I think it's bullshit. Possibly troubled guys. I Want- think they're troubled and I think they're pretentious. Even though I love their movies, I think they're very up in themselves. Now, how... Well, we'll talk about this when we get to the extras. Anyway, um, they... They're very self-important. They did The Matrix, they did Bound, and they did Speed Racer. Um, I swear to God they did another movie. They either produced another movie or they backed another movie with their money or something. The Wachowski brothers were on something else. They did The Animatrix. Well, they didn't do it, but they put the money behind it. Yeah, that wasn't it, but you'll discover it. Oh, what about V for Vendetta? V for Vendetta, that was it. They were just money behind that one. No, they were actually there and stuff, remember? They said they were there and they helped with things. They rolled the screenplay. In fact, V for Vendetta is awesome. And you were adamant that there was no It wasn't a Wachowski Brothers movie, though, is what I'm saying. It was directed by somebody totally different. I think they were pulling the strings like the Godfather. But um, uh, V for Vendetta is really good. It was good. I I was impressed by that one because it got a real English vibe to it. A darkness. Okay, so moving on to the Blu-ray disc of Speed Racer and its extras. Now, this is where it falls flat for me, disappointing, because, you know, it's got a nice... Do you like this cover? No. I actually like it. It's colourful <laughs> like the movie. You know, it gives you all the... I disagree. I don't think it's colourful like the movie. I well, think it's... Nothing's as colourful as the movie. It's busy, but it's not got a nice design and it's got a or slip anything. Case. But anyway, uh, here's where it falls flat a little, little bit, because... This isn't really to do with the movie. Now, it only... It's a Blu-ray disc, and it's a three-disc set. One of the discs is a digital copy, which seems to be becoming more and more popular. Um, But Warner, their digital copies don't work on iPod. Really? At all. They just work on laptops. (laughs) So that's all they work on. It's a good so, thing to tell people because they might have they might use those digital copies yeah. for their iPods all the time. So unlike Fox, who let you put it on your iPod and a Windows PC if you want to, this only goes on a Windows PC, which would be your laptop. So not even on a Mac. Mac. No, just Windows PC. It says. So does that mean you put it on your Zoom? No, you couldn't. <laughs> oh my god! Just a Windows. What PC. is the point? Well, you bought the Blu-ray disc and you get a digital copy that you can put on your laptop and take. I could put it on this, for instance, and mm-hmm. take that copy with me, which is fine because I could watch it on the plane. Or that whatever. is no disc drive. Well, I do have one for it. Oh. <laughs> so what I'm saying, it's an EPC as well. We'll say. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a netbook thing, but I do have a disc that I can load it on. So yeah, that's fine because you could sit and watch it. Yeah, but, but that's limiting. I mean, first of all, let's say, like you mentioned, this movie maybe didn't return their money the way they wanted. So we see a we always almost always I won't say always I would say a high percentage of the time you see a direct correlation between what you get out of the DVD and how the movie did in the theater because 
if it didn't do well and they haven't raked in loads and billions of dollars, they just don't seem to put the effort into the DVD, do you think? I think that too. And, and you know, this is a Blu-ray disc and this is a movie that... Oh, they put a sticker on it just like you love. This sticker's coming <laughs> off right now. Um, this is interesting because it says bonus digital copy included with the disc. Open here for full restrictions. And it's probably so small you can barely read it. Well, you can see. I'm having trouble holding it in between my fingers. It's like it's a so little small. tiny thing. It's about four. It's about four inches long and about one inch high. And you open it up like a little. It's folded in half. It's stuck on the front of the DVD. And the print. Let me see if I can read it. Oh, hold on. The print is so tiny. Inside here it says that you can use it on a Mac. Oh. And it's compatible with iTunes. But it doesn't mention it's compatible with an iPod. It mentions it's compatible with iTunes and Windows PCs. You won't be able to read this. You have not a chance. It's, but yeah. It, it's, well, if it goes on iTunes, why wouldn't it go on an iPod? I don't know, and I, I can't test it because I don't own an iPod. Maybe your information was incorrect. Have a look at that. Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm not old, right? I'm forty. I refuse. To I can wear, read it. I refuse to wear glasses yet. I can tell you that I can see if I put it in the You light. do that old lady thing when you're trying to read it. <laughs> or I hold it down and just tilt my head to That's exactly what your mum does when she's sat oh, at your computer. She's like... Don't tell me. Because <laughs> you have like 60... You know, you have a high resolution monitor. Yeah. So everything's quite small for your mum. So when your mum comes in here, she's kind of got a weird expression on her face and she's... Lean back. back. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the matter? And she's like, I'm just trying to find, uh, trying to find me game, you know. <laughs> Really so then when she plays, <laughs> what does she play? Cubist on my high-res thing. She, she puts it in 800 by 600. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is like one of those things, if you're buying this and you just don't even notice the sticker and it and you don't read it, then you're not going to know. Now, if it does say it's for iTunes. It does, and I will check into that and you will uh, fill them in with the full details in the review. Not okay. that we can not that we can play it in iTunes. Not that we can play it in an iPod because we own Zooms, but... And not that we're in Microsoft's pockets, because we, we, like, we just like Zoom. I wish. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's a separate disc with a digital copy that, as usual with digital copies, contains a code in the box and you can only use it once, which, you know, that's another story. We've been into that before. Second disc, you, you also get another DVD that has a game on it. What do you think of this game? <laughs> Crap. It's called the... Crap. The Speed Racer Crucible Challenge DVD. Crap, game. because here's what happens. You turn it on, you pick... It's got the kid's voice. It's a DVD. You know? Yeah, regular DVD. So you can put it in your regular DVD player or in your DVD drive on your computer, In fact, it would, it would work in a set-top player because you only need left, right, up, down, and enter. That's all you what need. What set-top player? Like in just one that's under your TV. One of those things. With a remote control. Yeah. Just, okay, you could here's play. what happens. You go put it in, the kid says some cheeky stuff, uh, you pick your race, you pick your hardness, and then you can go we, into the race. Can we also just say that it's presented in... This is this is no, like right. what it's presented in low definition, the standard definition. It's not low definition, standard definition, four in three. four by three. Right. Why? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I continue with the description yeah. of this wonderful game. So you start playing, you're racing. The kids going, "Oh, come on, you can do this!" And then this little thing pops up on the screen, and it tells you to go left, right. Like Dance Dance like, Revolution, almost. You just press whatever it says. Like. I think of it more as like that Shenmue, where it, it tells you what quick button to push. Yeah, to you press left real quick. And then it pauses. <laughs> well, you get like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's like, it's like There's no immediacy. <laughs> but it pauses. Like for what? what two maybe seconds? two seconds or yeah. more. It's pretty jarring. And, and we've got a PlayStation 3, so it's not like there's anything to do with the no. anything. And then it uh, maybe it does work better in a crappy old DVD oh, player. Who knows? And then it goes on. 
And then it'll come up. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're doing good. Oh, you're going to have to avoid something And then it pops up. Press left. You wait. You pause it. It pauses. I mean, everything pauses. The image pauses. And then the next thing you know... Let's just say, it's a DVD game. If you're familiar at all with old arcade games, Dragon's Lair, the Don Bluth uh, Laserdisc game, which was a real cartoon, that the only gameplay element was... Occasionally, uh, Arrow would come up on the screen flashing and you'd push left or right whenever it told you to, and the cartoon continued to go. So it wasn't like you were even making a decision? You weren't doing anything, even though <laughs> if, even though if I, you were stood behind me playing an, a, a Dragon's Lair arcade cabinet, you'd be like, whoa, those graphics are amazing, because it looks just like a cartoon from Disney, you know? Right. And every so often, an arrow would come up to the left and I'd push to the left on the joystick. Now, if I didn't do it in time, it would be game over. But if I did, the cartoon carries on. That's essentially what this is. Yeah. You just, you just. It's crap. If you don't, yeah. It's yeah. totally crap. And it's a whole disc. Yep. Four well, levels. Regular DVD. Four levels. Four different races. Now maybe on hard or. No, it's not. It's not good. I know. I said it's in fact, crap. In fact, it seems like a waste of a disc. Really. It's like they had a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and already made yeah. or something. Yeah. Because it's not even high def, and you get you buying a Blu-ray disc, and it's and kind this of... movie has such potential for video game. I mean, yeah, oh, it's written no. all Where's over. Where's the real it? game? There yeah. was a Wii game actually, but that's it. Where's the 360 game? Where's the PS3 game? Because yes, could, it be, could be an amazing game. Um, and then on the Blu-ray disc itself, there's three special features, all presented in standard definition. Boggles my mind. No idea why. Well, just imagine taking the HD... Well, I guess there are HD, HD cameras. HD cameras are, well. like, tiny now. I mean, the, the we kid... We need to get one of those. The actually. kid who was... In fact, today's Woot was a HD camera, $500. Oh. But um, even the kid could have been carrying a HD camera around. Come on. Mm. They're only tiny. Um, so... Speaking of the kid. Yeah, exactly. The first special feature on the list is Sprittle in the Big Leads, uh, which is touring the movie set with Polly Lit, who plays Sprittle, or Spritle. I don't even know how you say it. can't remember. But anyway... It's probably he just 15 minutes you. long. Yeah. He walks around the set. He has fun with some of the cast. And the it's basically a kid way of, like, for kids to introduce you to the art director and the how visual effects. How a movie's made. And yeah, and it, well, how this movie, yeah. Behind the scenes, but on a kid thing. Like, it's I said, yeah. In a Disney Channel kind of way, uh, even though this is nothing to do with Disney. No, that's precisely what I said, though. Like, something yeah. they would show on Disney to say, on the upcoming movie Speed Racer... Polly Lit plays yeah, Spittle Racer. It's even said in and that. And this is Polly behind the scenes. In that talking <laughs> down to kids kind a of A little mode. bit. Yeah. So then there's a Speed Racer Supercharge, which is meet the drivers of the WRL, explore the film's incredible oh. cars and unbelievable racetracks. Oh. Now, we watched about a minute of this. And this is my thought. Before you say anything, you started it. It comes up. It's the telling guy's you about the, the technical stuff. It's got the guy's big voice. Yeah, and this year on the WRL. Da, da, and, this right. the, and we're watching it, and then it starts showing the specs of one car, like a little, like a CG. Um, yeah, it's not good. What's it called? Like the Kate, like the wire drawing of it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, he probably likes this, so I'm just going to sit here and watch it. <laughs> and then, like, ten seconds later, you go, okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's explaining in detail all the different specs of each car and the team as well it tells you about each team but it's pretty boring yeah it's it? like a mockumentary that's trying to pretend these are real and that but it's not even it's just boring and then there's the speed racer carfu cinema which is a like a 30 minute behind the scenes look 
which com it's, it's in standard definition again, and it completely omits the Wachowski brothers. There, as, as though they they're dead or something. Well, no, they keep, everyone talks about them. Everybody Wachowski's talks about this, them. Jo Joel dad. Silver seems to be their figurehead. He just sits there and talks about how good they are and how the brothers are. Uh, evolution. See, when you try to pretend that you want your art to speak for itself, when you remove yourself, what you're saying is you're above it. You're not saying it's above you. You're saying, oh, we're above all of this. It's Let odd. all the little people talk about it. It really irritates yeah. the crap out In of me. In fact, the whole, every extra you see on this disc, you will never see them. They're not there at all. In fact, I kept thinking, are they in the background? <laughs> I was looking. Is that his arm? Is that his head? You know, not they... that we care. I mean, I don't care. No, but it just, it seems odd. But when cause... you make an effort to remove yourself like that, it just seems... Because Joel's, even on V for Vendetta, where the Joel Silver came on as a talking head mm -hmm. for them on there, it's like a... It's like they say to him, or he said, or, or they say, we're not doing it, and Joel Silver's like, oh crap, I've got to go and do it. And you got a lot of Natalie Portman saying, oh, the Wachowski's this, and the Wachowski's yeah. that, and Andy and Larry, and Andy and Larry, and it's like, you know, you make yourself more important by doing that than if you would just do a little interview, do a little spiel, whatever it takes. I mean, I understand it would be boring. Yeah. To, like, do tons of talking head stuff. For, for about six months. Yeah, like but do. don't intentionally make statements that you're not in. I just think that's really irritating. It's, they're probably extremely clever to write it into the contract that we're not doing this shit. Because I can agree. It must, well, I said, at this point, boring. do you think they just say to Joel Silver, oh, we want to make a movie, and he goes, he just throws money yeah. at him. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're the Wachowski brothers. I yeah, love you. I love you both. <laughs> but, um... I'm glad they were given some money to make this movie. That's all I can say. I'm V yeah. Vendetta and The Matrix. I'm bound. Because I, I, I've not had a bad movie from... They just need to get over with. that artsy-fartsy weird shit. And I'm an artist it person, is odd. so... Please. It is odd when you're watching extras and the directors just don't turn up at all. Like, it just... To me, it's like... Like, going for a complete contrast. When we watched Iron Man on Blu-ray a few weeks ago and there was a two-hour documentary with, like... John Favreau in every single shot of the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the complete. You know, John Favreau was. I, I prefer that because I get to know more about it. This I feel like there's something removed, you know. But that's the extras, that's and I, the I find them disappointing. They should have, you know, they should have. This had a potential. I think if they wanted to recoup maybe some of the whatever they wanted to get out of the movie, to make a really kick-ass DVD would have been the way to go because this movie, I think. If you had... Well, I don't even know what other extras would have been appropriate. Other than... Real, here's what I said. Put Speed Racer on there. Put the original yeah, cartoon like, on there. Yeah, let's have some other five episodes of it or something. Where you got the whole background show or movie or whatever it was. Planet of the Apes. Um, you know, the ape edition that we have. Mm -hmm. Where it's inside an ape's head. That is cool. everything, yeah. It actually has. The ape head that's wearing the Indiana Jones hat now? Yeah, it actually <laughs> has. Um, the Planet of the Apes collects... They're very special... Two hundred dollar collector's thing, edition yeah. comes in an ape's head bust thing, but it actually has every Planet of the Apes movie, all of the TV animated cartoon, like the whole seasons of and it, the every, TV shows. Yeah, and the t all of the TV shows. It's really an amazing um, one to get. I also want to mention this week thanks to uh, Paramount because we got a big box in the mail on. Um, Correct. Which um, we can't. Well, yeah, you can say it. Yeah, I can say it. He's it's, not going to listen to. Which is talking about a uh, upcoming. Review where we're going to be reviewing Indiana Jones 4 in a couple of weeks. Um, but we got a big... Sometimes these press... And in fact, there's something over there. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes when we get DVDs in the mail, we also get odd... How would you call it? The best thing we ever got was... We got the box, and you said, this smells really... 
Weird. like sweet or something. <laughs> we opened it up and there was a real pineapple in it with a pineapple mill cutter outer thing. And we're like, what the hell is this? And it was, all it was, was Lilo and Stitch. It was advertising the DVD. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't even a DVD in it. It was no, just the upcoming that. DVD of Lilo and Stitch. So that kind of gives you an idea of the things you so get. So a couple of weeks ago when Iron Man came out, we got a... Plastic tube. Plastic art tube it is. It's a... Um, you know when you go to college and you put your artwork in. So I think it more is like well, it architectural says it on plastic art. Yeah, that yeah. that's what it is. But um, it's got Stark Industries on it. Yeah, but it looks like a missile from Stark Industries. And so then, I could use that. And then we got a. Uh, this is the box that we got this week. It's an Indiana Jones. Um, it was fedora. a big box that came. I opened it up and there was like an Indiana Jones hat, like the fedora hat. Yeah. Well, it's like a real quality one, not like a cheap, like a proper hat. Yeah. A Indiana Jones whip, like a whip, like a toy, like a whip that makes a noise and all that stuff. Mm, can't wait to use that. An Indiana Jones, <laughs> the new DVD, obviously, and the Blu-ray disc on its way soon, which is probably what we'll be looking at. And a passport holder with Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, I forgot so, about that. Yeah, we got do you think they're trying to buy you off when they give you that stuff, for real? I do, but I don't see it that way. I mean, I don't ever take any of that into consideration. I just go... Because we got stuff from people, and then we really didn't like the movie, and yeah, we if, said if, things like... I don't care if they send was, me in. <laughs> give them, like, a 2 out of 10. We got that... I Well, what did we get? We got a couple movies that we weren't very kind about, and we still got stuff from... We've had, we get stuff for a lot of movies, uh, promotional things, we... But Maybe they don't care what we say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I see them as. Uh, the, I understand they might be like sweeteners to make us like more enamored to the, something, but I, I don't see them as that. I go, oh, look, here's something cool in the mail. It's an Indiana Jones hat. Let's put it with who all our we other give stuff. It, who can we give it to? We <laughs> oh, let's put it with all my other movie memorabilia. Yeah, because it's, it's like, hey, whose birthday's coming up? Hey, what can we give away for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, you know, um, Disney often send cuddly toys like a Baloo or a, or a yeah. Lady and the Tramp or, you know. But, um,. You know, that's just one of them things that we get sent. And I just thought the Indiana Jones bot was interesting. And just to yes. let everybody know that Indiana it's Jones is up. in the house, so we're going to be looking at it soon. Um, so that's thank you to Warner Brothers for that uh, Speed Racer Blu-ray disc. And um, the thing to say about Warner Brothers movies, DVDs. Yeah, the interesting. Men, the movie the movie just, you put the DVD in, the movie starts. You don't get trailers, you don't get the menu, and I, will, I really like that. Yeah. Unless I, you have settings that you want to set, which I assume that you didn't. You can just pop those up if you need to. Right. Yeah, that's sometimes awkward if you... This movie actually interestingly enough doesn't have many... It didn't. It only had one um, audio track, so hmm. there wasn't anything to set. And it has a static menu, which is for a Blu-ray disc. Well, the, it's just a picture. Sometimes I prefer it, because like you say, I don't like that... Um, where they spoil movies nope, by I don't like. I do not like live action from the movie at all. Unless it's live action that isn't part of the movie. Like, it's like an animated drawing or something that's not really... Mm. That's fine. Um, so, thank you to Warner Brothers. Uh, moving on, you're going to have to make a, another contest question. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, really? This is a surprise? So, we got a new contest. <laughs> I and this is spring it on This me. is for a copy of My Name is Earl Season 3 from our friends at Fox. Mm. Uh, just one copy of this movie to give away. Uh... And we need a question from okay. from you. I've got it. Okay, do it. It's simple. This is an easy one because the last one yeah, the kicked last one. everybody's butt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, name two movies that Jason Lee has been in. That's it. Can I answer? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know you know. Two movies with Jason Lee. Okay, move. Okay. And send an email to aceguli at com with Jason Lee in the subject. And answer the question. That's it. Two yeah, movies that star... Not star, but have Jason Lee in them. Yeah, they don't have to star. 
So, um, moving on to games. I just want to mention these games before I go into this little rant. Uh, games I've been playing this week on the 360. Rock Band 2, still playing it. It's really cool. I like it. Um, some really good songs and some really bad da-dum, songs. Da-dum, da-dum. That sound I hear when you're in the store or picking your songs. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I recommend it. Lego Batman. I've been playing a little bit of. It's kind of fun, but like I said to you, I'm not as enamored as I was with uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars Lego. I think the story missing is yeah, a big deal. Let's say it's not... That's the problem. It's not following the Batman movies. It's just some Batman stories they made up with all the characters. Right. So it's not as... Like I said to you, a big part of Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Star Wars for me was watching the cutscenes and like seeing what they did with the Yeah, the funny, twists on the real yeah. movies. Yeah. Even even the action, you know, the playing, when you're in certain scenes, like Indiana Jones, when you're um, in the bar, you know, well, we all know about the bar yeah. when he goes and finds Marilyn. And, and you want to see how it yeah. unfolds. But with this, exactly. I have no idea. Yeah. And I know, oh, yeah, there's a story with the Joker. And so what? Like, because it's not yeah. anything that I can relate to. Um, but it looks good. And it, if you like Lego, you'll like it. It's cute. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. And then Brothers in Arms Hell's Highway, which is a first-person shooter which is actually really good. It's kind of like a squad-based shooter where you actually have you and a team of guys and you can control the guys, but you're also in as a first person. Mm. It's not like looking from above, moving guys around. You're actually playing, but you highlight a bunch of guys and tell them to do this. Yeah, another game like that some time ago. Pop might have been uh, Brothers in Arms, the last one. Probably. <laughs> but but it's, it's cool. It's it's not sixty. It's like you're in a war-ridden zone, and you had to go like across streets and stuff where there were things that were blown up. And sounds like every person <laughs> shooter ever. Made. Every war movie. <laughs> no, but you could pick two or three guys and say, "Guard me," or "You go first or stuff like that. I remember. I think that was probably Very brothers possibly. in arms. Um, and then that was it for games this week. But moving on to this little rant, we both wanted to uh, rant about this one. It'll um, be brief. But Pre- powerful. Presidential candidates calling... Well, not even calling. Any candidate. Candidates calling at all times of day with a recorded message telling you how good they are. I don't care. It's fucking annoying. That is care. how irritating it is. In fact, if I was thinking of voting for one of them, <laughs> I would... It would... Totally. If, if I keep getting those calls, I would just go, fuck it, I'm not voting. <laughs> yeah, because last year I called the, uh, one of the, one of, it's like the Republican or Democratic local party. Then I had to call the Missouri party headquarters. Well, we don't have anything to do with that. Then who does? Anyway, yeah. Um, Who's doing it? It's, that's how irritating the, it is. The I, most irritating part was, this morning, we, uh, <laughs> we, we're awake at night and we sleep in the day generally. But, so, at 6.30 in the morning, it's... We'll likely be awake. Um, So we was this morning. And it's Sunday morning. And at 6.30 in the morning I got a call. And it was a... Hello, blah, 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 blah. You know, one of those. At 6.30 in the morning. On a a Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah, insane. If you... If anybody else out there is getting those kind of calls, we yeah. should band together. If you have any, if you have anything to do with making it happen, you Stop suck. It. You suck. Yeah. Because 
You're full of crap. It's not... We don't care. Yeah, don't sell me <laughs> shit. Don't call me to sell me anything, let alone a candidate for politics. I just, I and despise it. And don't come to my door either saying you're such, yeah, and such a Yeah, don't stick person. shit in my door yeah. with a piece of paper. You know, we're not those people, okay? You can you can dangle shit in front of other people. You can, can sell them It actually crap. puts me off. Not That's... me. Totally not. Yeah. I don't like people coming up to me in a store to sell me stuff. I don't want you calling my house. If I call a company about a question, they go, oh... Uh, were you aware of our latest sales on whatever? That irritates me, too. EB so Games is, is the best one for that. <laughs> so you phone EB Games and you say... Uh, Not ours. They just go, EB Games. Well, in general, they go, uh, <laughs> Hello, uh, welcome to EB Games, where you can trade in and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, uh, could you just tell me if you've got Brothers in Arms in stock? And they'll go, yes, we have. And do you, re- you realize we've got a selection of used games for only two ninety nine this week? Oh, uh, shut up. I just want to know the exactly. answer to my question. Like, you know what? Some people aren't sheep. Some people can't be led along and sold to like a bunch of robots. So just stop it. Stop calling my house. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was that little rant. And now moving on to your uh, things. What did you? uh, My things. What's for supper? I'm going to start that as a new feature. I'm just going to briefly say, every time we do our movie day, it is we get up, we do a little thing, we have some breakfast, we do some computing, we watch the movie, we do the podcast, and I make supper. And today's supper will be pork chops cooked. They're burning pork chops. Cooked in the crock pot with mushroom soup and carrots, and then we're gonna have some noodles and peas. So that's what we're smelling right now, and it's very tempting because we can smell the crock pot. And it's pot also cooked. 300 degrees in the room. <laughs> it's very, yeah. it's hot in here, so I was like, you know. So that's the first thing. Um, I've been playing, even though I was didn't really care about it at first at work last night, I did play some Hexic on my Zoom, and it was pretty fun yeah we just want to say that if you want to play hexic on your zoom if you own a zoom just update it just um plug your zoom in and uh the software will take i don't like the controls it's a little too slow and yet it is a good thing when you're actually just sitting there thinking oh what am i gonna do for the next 10 minutes it's better than a cell phone game it's more oh yeah it looks fine it looks just like any kind of pc like a bejeweled or something like that yeah and it and the best part i think we said it last week is it's completely free just update your zoom and you get hexic and uh, Texas Hold'em as well. Yeah, I've not played that one. Some people like Texas Hold'em. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it, but it wasn't what I was... In. I like the sound on Hexic. When you hit the little thing, it goes... It's like... I can't even describe it. It's very... I've not even heard it, because I've only very, played it silently. Oh, you should listen to it. It's got really cool sound effects. All right. Uh, or you can go into the menu of it, pick music. It'll play music play off your, your Zoom while... And you can have the sound effects turned down. That's so cool. you just listen to music. Yeah. And that's free. Yeah. Um, I was also going to mention that... Uh, it's kind of a self-promotion thing, but I haven't said it for a long time. But I have things for sale on um, Etsy.com, which is E-T-S. Hey, when, when you're just talking about you didn't want people selling you stuff. <laughs> this is a bit... I'm not going into that. You're right. I'm this not, is a bit contradictory. I'm, take, I'm taking a... I'm not saying it anymore. You're right. You're right. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to choke on that. Now you're to the cross. Never mind. Never mind. Forget, forget what I said. Just look up Sid Talk on Google. <laughs> I'm moving on to a sad piece of yes. news. Yes, Paul Newman passed away this of week. Cancer, and we always he liked... had a good run though. Let's face it, he was pretty old. Yeah, so Bernie Mac the other week, and now yeah. Paul Newman. Not that... and it's not like there these people are any more important or any any more than anybody else in the world. But at these that he in particular, he's been around obviously 1925 to 2008. Yeah. My whole life, he's been a feature of something I love, which is movies and the movie world. And so it always makes me feel like I've lost something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's not like he's turning out new movies Paul all the Newman, time or anything. But I just feel like the world lost something. 
you know? Well, not really, because we have what the reason no, that we they left that the reason gift. we're endeared to him is it's the, the things that we've seen, and so we have that. I just feel that I always do though. I, but he was old. Every yeah. time I read a story of somebody like Heath Ledger, that was kind of like, oh crap. I just feel see that see there we probably did lose something because like you missed out on what else he could do. On his, yeah. River, so that was River Phoenix, you know. So yeah, uh, it's always sad. Yeah. Well, uh, death isn't really very cheery. No. So, uh, moving on to, well, we're going to wrap this show up. Well, um, let me say this. He died of cancer, and so in honor of a friend of mine who tries really hard to get people interested in doing something to his sister passed away of cancer. So, just think about it. If you have a cause, you can... Yeah, well, my, if you have my, a uh, walk, mother, you can go to My mother end. died of cancer when I right. was young. So, it does have a special... I do... You do? You know. I, when somebody, if somebody comes up to me and they want me to give them <laughs> some money in a jar for cancer research, I will, like breast cancer especially. But so is that the same as someone selling us stuff? Uh, probably. Well, no. But that doesn't bother me. For good some causes reason. are good causes are yeah. fine. I think hospitals. Well, there we go. I don't want good causes to phone me up at six thirty on a Sunday morning either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not that. We're not that compassionate. No, I even considered shaving my head to give to you know cancer patients. Why do they need hair? You mean yeah. they, would, they would stick your hair on? Yeah, well, they make wigs out of hair, you know. Oh. And you can donate your hair. But I wouldn't want to just do it. I would want to, like, have people be inspired to help something, too. Help, you know. Or go visit a person that you know has cancer or had find out they had cancer. Because In fact, uh, that makes a big difference. cancer really is everywhere. Because a friend, of mine online, uh, a friend of mine online mentioned to me the other night about one of her relations. And my sister just had breast cancer, and uh, my other sister had cervical cancer, yeah. and I almost. Had I mean, it's everywhere, cancer. isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like a, plague. like a, that's just a, you know, somebody I've known from a lot for a long time. Oh who yeah, said, right. yeah. Who said, yeah, my uncle's really in a bad way, like, and it's just, you know, it's pretty sad all around. It's a something that we just can't seem to shake fix, off, you know. So that's uh, after the show, episode thirty-seven, Speed Racer edition. Thanks for listening. Speed Racer! Uh, I want to remind you about SidTalk.com and AceScully.com, which has a... AceScully.com's transformed over Yeah, the it's last transformed. Um, completely redesigned. Faster, better, more... It's streamlined. It's just DVD and DVD. It's just movie. Podcasts. DVD and movies. Podcasts. Not and reviews. Um, oh, there's the... We just put up the uh, home, home theater, theater thing. Yeah, we, we're actually adding stuff back that was on the other side. But this was how we made movies. our home theater big 104-inch screen. So if you need a DIY guide, there's one on there. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes Music Store, Zoom Marketplace, or on the RSS feed on the page. You can listen to the podcast directly from com page. Uh, you can email feedback to com. com. You can leave comments on the page now. We've okay. had a lot of spam comments this week. Not... We had a few comments from people, but mostly from They're spammers. right up there with the people who call six thirty. Yeah, I one person. This was one of the. <laughs> this was one of the messages on our. So we had a podcast uh, news story saying we'd done a podcast last week, and the reply underneath from some random person was, "This podcast is great. Where can I buy scuba diving gear in the Philippines?" And then a, <laughs> then there was a URL of a. Of a scuba dive shop. Right. So, if you leave stuff like that, you suck. You do suck. And, and, you, not... will, and you will never get posted on our site because it just goes in the bin. Exactly. So, it's uh, controlled. You monitor it. Yeah, so don't even bother. Just well, get over yourselves. Yeah, get over yourselves. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. And um, 
Time for bork chops. <laughs> yeah, time for bork chops and uh, stay classy. Uh, speed racer. Speed racer. And well, I'm what did say- uh, Squiddy said this week? If he if he was ever on our podcast, <laughs> you'll ruin it for him. No, I'm going to ruin it. So oh no! If he was ever on our podcast, <laughs> I always say stay classy, whatever, and you always say think for yourself or someone else will do it for you he said he would say stay classy or somebody else will be classy for you (laughs) 